everybody, it's Jeffrey Lyles. You're listening to Lyles Movie Files. We're talking Black Panther tonight. We're breaking down if Killmonger was right, if he was a bad guy, how excited we are about Avengers Infinity War, and if we think it's going to be nearly as good as Black Panther. We're also taking a look at Captain Marvel and see if maybe Marvel will adopt the same kind of strategy and promotion they use for Black Panther and what that can mean going forward. We're also going to break down that hot mess that was Fergie's performance at the NBA All-Star Game. And we're going to talk Olympics because this is the last week I have been obsessed, staying up super late, watching sports I will not watch until the next four years. But I'm highly addicted to everything that's on the screen right now. Last night I was watching the U.S. hockey women's team defeat Canada in a really great game. I love hockey when it has real consequences. So this was everything I wanted, and I was so happy that the women won this time. So that's it on this end. I'm going to come back and talk about another giveaway and some other things that you may be interested in. Hope you enjoy the show. All right. Well, this is the Aftermath episode. Black Panther has destroyed the box office. We're excited. We've got a lot to talk about. So let's just jump right into it. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lyles. This is Lyle's Movie Files, and I've got three of the four guys with me. Chief is away. He's actually off watching Black Panther for the second time, and he is probably one of the few of us. Well, I guess by this point, all of us besides Javon have seen it multiple times. I've seen it three times, and we're all set to talk about it. So, what's up, Jace? I'm doing good, bro. Good. Gunner, how are you, man? Doing great. Javon, how are you? Doing excellent. How are you? So let's just jump right into it. Black Panther, clawed, scratch, eviscerated all kinds of box office office predictions. It just went nuts. Originally, it was going to be 120 million, which was still going to be really awesome for a Marvel Studios film that didn't have Iron Man, that didn't have Captain America, that didn't have the other Avengers in it. Black Panther was like, yeah, yeah, that's cool and all, but I think I'm going to make a whole lot more money. So every day up to the release, the expectations and the predictions for the box office started to go up a little bit more each day. And they were still way off. So Black Panther ended the three-day weekend with 200, jeez, what was it? It was 205 million, I believe. And then the next day, Monday, you know, which was the other big super day because of the President's Day weekend haul, it added another $33 million, which gave Black Panther a whopping $235 million four-day weekend opening debut. So if you're keeping track of home, that means Black Panther in four, four days. Make sure you got that point because it's important. In four days, Black Panther made more money than Justice League, its entire 96, 98 day run. Uh, Javon, we kind of scoffed, thought you were way off base last week when you said Black Panther is going to make 225 million. So here is a, a your mm-hmm. opportunity to brag and to receive all your accolades for pretty much accurately predicting this. You were the closest to get it without going over. So take your victory lap. What do you think about this? Even though you're the one person that hasn't seen this film yet. Go ahead. What do you think? Man? <laughs> um, you know, honestly, 
I, I really thought that that's what the final tally was going to be for the weekend because, number one, it's a four-day weekend. Number two, this was – in our lifetimes, I'm trying to th- – I, I, like this past week, I was trying to think of movies that have had this kind of buzz. And we're not just talking about black community. I'm talking about everyone where it was like, oh, my God, you got to see this movie. or Oh, my God, I'm going to go see Black Panther. I, I, I can only equate it to, like, Batman in 1989, right? Those of you who remember Batman 89, that was a phenomenon. And Terminator 2, those in Jurassic Park, those were the three movies in my lifetime. Uh, Titanic. Titanic. Uh, let me not forget well, one more Avatar, and that's it. Let's, not, let's not keep going. Ooh, yeah. um, those were the movies that were just they blew the doors off and they, they were must-see events. They were must-see movies. This had all the makings of it because of the buzz, the long holiday weekend. And I just knew it was something special brewing, man. I knew that this movie was going to break records. And honestly, there was nothing else to compete with it. And I don't think there's nothing else for the next few weeks until maybe Tomb Raider that can compete. Not even that Natalie Portman turd that's going to come out next week. I, I don't see nothing competing with it. So by the time we reach March, yeah. Yeah, so I I decided, because, you know, I like to keep up with these box office numbers, you know, on my site, lousemoviefiles.com, cha-ching. I wanted to see how this compared to some other super major blockbusters. And it started off with Deadpool, because Deadpool was the original, was the last film to have a major uh, February President's Day weekend. And that really did a great job it had 152 over the four-day weekend so deadpool had a 47 million friday 42 million saturday and sunday and then it had a 19 million dollar monday black panther just succeeded and blew away all that even on sunday its numbers were still astronomical it had a 60.2 if I'm remembering this correctly, I'm going to pull up the numbers because I don't want to say this incorrectly. There's no need to exaggerate with this one. Black Panther had $60.1 million on Sunday. That's important because the only film that's gotten $60 million on a Sunday, its opening weekend, was Star Wars The Force Awakens. Now, if the final numbers come together, Black Panther may actually have the highest Sunday numbers of its opening weekend, which is huge. Anytime a movie's in the same conversation with a Star Wars film, that's major. So this is crazy. We're not really seeing a lot of things like this. So I decided to go back even further. I wanted to look at uh, The Dark Knight because I think that was one of those films that, Javon, you mentioned, was kind of a big capstone. Everybody wanted to see it in large part because of Heath Ledger's performance as a Joker. And this is the last time we were going to see him on screen. So I think that had a lot of buzz. That one had a 67 million Friday, 47 million Saturday, 43 million Sunday, and a 24 million Monday. Black Panther's going past all of these numbers. So this is already looking like it is going to be one of the highest grossing films on the domestic charts of all time. Let's break it down because I know Jay Scunner, you've seen it. I'm not going to go too long because if you want to read my thoughts, I'm writing several Black Panther articles and posts a day, it seems. Gunner, what did you think about this movie? I said it on the last one. I'll say it again. Even watching it one more time, I'm like, oh, there's a little piece. I'm, one little piece I missed, maybe two. But I was like, oh, that puts it all together. 
so I don't know if we're doing spoiler free. You can go spoiler this time. The intro monologue of, you know, where do we come from and right. start describing Wakanda. Right, right, right. On the second run, yeah. <laughs> I thought and maybe realized, I don't know if I'm right. I haven't researched for real because I'm still on the hype, still in the hype, right? Mm-hmm. But I thought that was Sterling K. Sterling it is. K. It is. To Killmonger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like, and hey, I, I'm like you. I didn't notice that the first time. Of course, why would you think anything? But once you watch it that second time, it's like, oh, shoot. This is the whole point of the movie. This whole conversation between father and son that's driving the whole thing. And it's like, oh, man. And it's that, whoa, mind-blowing explosion moment because it's like, oh, shoot. Now that I know it's going to happen, it's even crazier in hindsight hearing that conversation. But yeah, I'm with you. Exactly. And, I'm, you know, I'm sitting here checking my my bottom lip for tattoos and whatnot, glowing blue tattoos and whatnot, too. I'm like, uh, let me find out. Hold on. Uh, okay. Oh, well. But, <laughs> I mean, this is I mean, this joint, this joint exceeded all expectations, um, and I was already hyped up for it. They followed the book pretty well, you know what I mean, as far as characters go. Um, who was kind of, you know, who was going to kind of not turn against them, but, you know, turn his back on um, to T'Challa. And, you know what I mean? I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Here's, here's that. Okay. And then, you know, I mean, everybody just... <laughs> The casting was just incredible. So, of course, you had, like, high-caliber actors with, like, you know, newbies and old cats. You know what I mean? Um, Kugler did an excellent job directing. The cinematography was amazing. I mean, the first time I saw it was, like, at a, like, you know, a fresh, I'll call it a fresh IMAX. And then the other one, you know, I don't know, either I was too close or it was a little, it wasn't as crisp. And it was still like, holy crap, this is a great movie. You know what I mean? Cinematography-wise. And then also, you know, seeing it with, like, friends and family, different circles and this and that, and, like, all the reactions of people of different walks of life are just like, this is the greatest thing I've seen, period. Like, Star Wars, cool, you know what I mean? You know I mean, I mean, this is just, people were just ecstatic about it. I mean, my, my news feed and my, my um, Twitter timeline are just, I mean, everything's just, I mean, they're still buzzing. It's still buzzing about this movie. People are watching it three, four times in one weekend. Right. And I, and that's what I've been yeah. reading. Um, like the IMAX CEO is like, I wish I had more seats because this is unlike anything we've seen. People are going to see it one day. Then they're talking about seeing the next day and the day after that. I don't think this is one of those. I, I think it's like a Titanic film where people are going to have seen it five or seven times before it's out of theaters and still right. feel like I need to see it again. Like, my sister-in-law has already seen it more times than me, and I didn't think that was possible, but she's seen it four times in five days. And it's not one of those things where people are like, oh, man, I've seen it one time. It's like, no, I want to see it again, and I want to see it one more time, and then another time after that, just for good measure. You got the pop-up bars. You got all kinds of stuff going on. There's rumors of a sequel already. You know what I mean? They're like, nope, he's, he's down. I, actually, is that a rumor or is that true? He's down for another sequel, right? Cool. I think Coogler definitely has a lot of interest and he had some things that he wanted to do like in the 
when he was working on the first one. He wanted to borrow a page from Christopher Priest's, uh, Christopher Priest's take on it, and he had Craven the Hunter show up to fight uh, Panther, and that was somebody that he actually wanted to throw in there, and they were like, well, not just yet. He's still tied up in that Spider-Man universe, but with that whole kind of collaboration with Sony, maybe now that's going to be a possibility. And that could be a fun villain for him, even if it's just like a little, you know, half villain for the movie like for the first half like claw so i think that would be a lot of fun and he's also mentioned interest in luke cage and i don't i think with this movie and how much money it's already making i think this could be the film that bridges the gap between netflix tv and marvel movies because if ryan coogler wants luke cage i bet you they're going to put luke cage in a Marvel movie. In the storm, you know what I mean? Throw them all in there. Make the crew, you know what I mean? Put the crew yeah. in there. Good, right? So, I, um, I don't want them to do today. Storm just yet because I think Storm is, is we need to establish Storm into the MCU proper before we link her so closely with Black Panther. And I think it'd be a disservice to throw her in there yet. I think for Black Panther 3, put Storm in there. And that way we can have Storm kind of front and center as one of the main X-Men, not the whack Halle Berry version, but like African goddess Storm. So we right. can make that more obvious connection with her and T'Challa. So I want to see that. And, uh, yeah. My, oh, I was going to have one last tidbit. Okay, great. Go ahead. One last um, It will wait, wait. impact. Wait, I think this will impact black cinema in general or cinema with black leads. Let me say it like that too. Um, because, or both. Um, because I've seen another rumor <laughs> about, uh, you know, finally uh, Equalizer 2 with Denzel Washington. I saw the first one. It was pretty good. But I don't think it got a lot of, you know, a lot of as much credit as it should have. Um, now, too, they bumped up the date to July. They aired the, uh, the, the, the release date till July. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, that's an interesting side effect, too. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, it's like Hollywood woke up and said, hey. So yeah, black people go see movies with black leads. Let's go watch it. Oh, white people do too. Oh, we should have black leads. Let's go. Let's go. Let's, let's do this more. It, 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 I think that's going to be the positive, another positive side effect of this movie. Yeah. Now with the also, Equalizer, that was the first film that both Antoine Fuqua and Denzel Washington signed on to do a sequel with. You know, in all their careers and all their films they've done, and that had a budget of fifty-five million. It ended with 101 million again profit. I think that's the big takeaway from this. Films with black leads make profits, and you know we always want to say, oh, they just don't want to have black people in their movies. They want to see a return on the investment. So that's why after Blair Witch Project, you saw a lot of found footage films because they were cheap, easy to make, and it made a lot of money. And I think now there's no stereotype or no restrictions on if we want a black movie to make money, it's got to be a comedy. And I love Girls Trip and it was amazing. And but it was a comedy. And in that making a lot of money wasn't that shocking to me. Get Out was a bigger success story because, hey, a black horror movie that's not the traditional kind of horror movie it's no big slasher villain it's a thoughtful kind of you can take it on multiple levels kind of horror movie and hey people in black audiences came out to see it and it was accessible to white audiences as well and one of the big takeaways for me with black panther was yeah we came out in force 
Uh, I think the stats I saw were 37% of the Black Panther audience was black, but 35% was white, Caucasian, whatever way you want to describe it. 18% was Latino and 5% was Asian. So Black Panther was able to capture everybody. And I'm not sure if that's just because Marvel studio films have been so good or that Black Panther just was one of those accessible to everybody we're not going to make white people look like the bad guys it's just open for everyone to come in and experience this movie jay's what did you think we haven't talked to you about it yet and i want to get you in first you have a, a, a legitimate reason for being that excited about watching this movie it was great i've seen it on imax and i really loved it then i asked somebody how is it in 3d so i watched it today in 3d and i'm like you know what? I think I need to. Get, I owe it to myself to watch it in IMAX 3D the next time I can watch it. This movie is great. It's not overhyped in the least. It is some. It, it, it's not just always oh, just for one audience. It's like this is a really good comic book action movie, and it's like and 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 I think that's what's catching everybody. It's like oh, it's not just a comic book movie. It's actually something like oh, and then it's like but the action's not like the most overpowering part of it. It's literally like. You, you have like the great actors in, in doing their roles and it's like, oh wow, these guys are really, really brilliant. And then you have the villain who is, one, I think without a doubt, he's the best villain in the Marvel MCU universe. It's like, without a doubt, he's the best villain. And his, he, and the other thing is, he's the, he's, the villain is actually so good. He does what none of the other villains in the Marvel Universe do is they actually get the, the hero to change his position. Like they all, Usually it's just, oh, I see everybody's not as good as I was, as I thought. This is the actual first time the villain is 100% who he is. He actually makes the, the hero of the movie understand. It's like, hey, I can't keep doing what I'm doing. This is not going to work. It's like the world around me is going to collapse if I keep doing living in this nice secluded bubble. I can't do that. And that's that's why it's like he's like that's why Mace wants him. Killmonger is literally the best villain in the whole MCU. And like you guys were saying, this movie is great, and I I, I highly recommend seeing it in every format possible. And you guys will not feel disappointed. All right, so I have a I have a small yet major bone to pick with your statement on Killmonger. So I think he's not necessarily a villain. Like, I, I think of villains. I think of Ultron. I think of Loki, who really want to do something that's all about them. Like, Loki wants to take over Asgard. He wants to rule because he wants to take care of it better than everybody else. But everything he does is all about Loki. Killmonger has this rage because of what happened to his father and the upbringing of we need to do whatever it takes to make a better world for our people. So even though he's got this path of vengeance that he wants to take out everybody who wronged his family and kill and was responsible for the cover up and the conspiracy to lie about his heritage, ultimately what he wants to do is make a better world for people that look like him. So maybe for some people he's oh, a, okay, well, kill well, he, isn't a he, he, bad guy. No, he's not I mean he, he, he really he wouldn't care about like killing every. He wouldn't cared about killing everybody in there. He was just like, "I'm the king, fall in line." But he's he's kind of what makes him a villain is because he's 
he has quote unquote been radicalized. He's seen too much. She's like, I'm so fed up. I have this rage that I have to deal with. And this, and the rage might consume the whole world. But I mean, in essence, we can actually make the whole, if everybody falls in line with us, that it'll be a better world. It kind of makes him, a, just because we kind of agree with his point of view, doesn't make him not a villain on that. I mean, he, we, we, and like, we were on the ruling classes, like, no, nah, that's, he's a villain. He's, he's a horrible person. But because he's trying to really up in the whole society, that doesn't, I mean, it actually does make him kind of a villain. I have to agree with Jason on that one because I mean, remember they were saying like uh, some of our some of our war dolls ain't, ain't down with this, but London and I forgot the other one said, "Yo, we're down." London, so, China. I mean, yeah, like, like people were like, "Nah." Uh, like places that were trying to have a little bit of diversity that have been like, "Yeah, we seen this. Yeah, let's go." Exactly right. You know what I mean? And I don't, I don't think it was a coincidence they threw out those countries, right? <laughs> um, but they, you know, and then remember when he lifted up the old lady. Like, he's just, like, burned it all. I'm like, that's pretty villainous. Um, killed Zuri, called him Uncle John, whatever his name was. <laughs> Uncle James. You know what I mean? Killed him. That's pretty villainous. All those dots, those buttons on him. That was a lot of kills. Pretty villainous. That's a uh, patholo- That's a pathological uh, pattern of villainy right there, right? You know but what I'm I mean? curious, like, though. So if there were the those kids in Oakland, would he be considered a villain? Not knowing anything that he did to get to that point. All those underprivileged kids in Chicago, L.A., wherever you want to look. If he took what he needed to take to power and made Wakanda the the kingdom, the crown jewel of the world, and made life better for people like him, would they look at him like a, as a villain? I think so. Well, here's the thing. I think so once he starts... I mean, the pathology, the pathology of what he was trying to do is literally like, you know what? We're going to free these cats in the hood and all these colonizers need to go. You know what I mean? That's literally the pathology that next. You know what I mean? So, you know, you got you got Michelle Pfeiffer in the hood teaching kids. Guess what's going to happen to her? Right? So, you know what I mean? I mean, what's going to happen? You know, saving the last dance or whatever that joint was called. Homeboy had been done. She'd have been done. Dangerous mind. You get what I'm saying? No, 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 he was going last dance, remember? That was yeah. it. The one with uh, Julia Child. Yeah. Yeah, that. that, that. Um, so, yeah, that left. Um, so, yeah, I mean, think about that. Like, And then anybody that doesn't fall in line with him, what do you think is going to happen? So he was trying to he's trying to hit that dictatorship going on, man. You got to watch that. He would have been a jihad. Yeah, exactly. Intentions are wonderful for, for, for Killmonger, right? But... You know, the hell pays with great intentions, right? Uh-huh. So, I, don't know. I still call him a villain because he's a villain. The whole, but we can probably compromise and be like, he was a main antagonist, right? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I still, I, I would put him right at number two, right behind Loki. But maybe that's because we only get one shot with Killmonger. And I think if I had one right. small, small, small gripe, is that Killmonger won't be around for future installments of Black Panther. You never know. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Okay. Maybe he shows up like when when T'Challa goes back into that realm of of dead Black yep. Panthers. Maybe he shows up. It challenges him again to do something that he hasn't. So maybe you're right. So oh, yeah. I would okay. like to do that. Like that. But I want to see Killmonger Loki, again. But doesn't Loki's appearance in uh, Thor three make him not a villain? But Thor, I mean, but he's had three other movies where he was kind of a bad guy. So. 
he he's done enough that I'm still he, putting him he in. He only had that. one. He only two. had one movie. He was, two movies. Yeah, two movies. He was the villain. Dude, he, tried to take movies, over Earth. he tried to take over Earth with aliens. Come on. That that Killmonger would have hey Killmonger had a bunch of aliens with him. Loki did it. Job, he would have done it too. Yeah, but Loki <laughs> did it. <laughs> Killmonger was in he was he was in theory. Loki actually put it in action. But yeah, okay. So we'll we'll okay. we'll all agree that the Killmonger was great as an antagonist and as a villain. So we're good on that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you might come back to life, man. We ain't found the soul stone, man. That's why I'm still like, yo, where's the soul stone? You know stone? what I kind of like was how we didn't see the soul stone in Black Panther. Because I was thinking maybe that in credit, we're going to see it. Mm-hmm. And that's what those kids were looking at. And it's like, uh-oh, trouble's about to happen. But I actually like it more because we know Wakanda is going to be a major destination spot of Avengers Infinity War. And I'm like, yo, they did such a great job establishing Wakanda in one movie that just the thought of seeing it again, seeing those characters again is like, this is like a, this is like that Avengers sequel that Winter Soldier kind of was where we had just like three Avengers kind of doing their thing. This one, we're going to have like a mini Black Panther sequel because all the Black Panther cast is going to be there in this movie and they're going to just do straight up Wakanda warfare and they just so happen to have the Avengers tagging along with them in this fight. I can't tell you how excited I am even more so than I was about Infinity War just because we're going to see those Black Panther characters one more time. Jace, how are you feeling about that? Okay, here's I'm going to play devil's advocate on this. This is where it could actually be a problem because think of how Justice League, and I'll say perception because I, I was not part of this ridiculousness, but perception was Justice League did a disservice to Wonder Woman because of how they used their characters from uh, Ben Mascara. There is the possibility that Marvel could do the same thing for Black Panther, I mean, Wakanda, by actually using their characters not as awesome as they were used. Black Panther, they're just kind of, oh, here's some side characters. Okay. Like, you won't see his sister as much. I mean, like, I, the characters are really established in Black Panther. You just be like, oh, they might make a small cameo. But, like, I don't really care about Tony Stark anymore. Like, hey, good luck. Like, you can bring me Cap. Like, don't give me the blonde Black Widow. I, just, just, just let us stay in Wakanda and have a couple returning Avengers here and we'll be cool. All right. So, Kevin Feige is the reason that's not going to be the case. He's been the guy who's shepherding all these Marvel Studio films, and he's been the one that made sure everyone has been consistent. Like, you, the Ant-Man we saw in Civil War was the same one we saw in Ant-Man. And Iron Man was the exact same way he was in his solo movies as he's been in every other film. Civil War, the two Avenger films, I mean, they've always been consistent. It hasn't been like, a, oh, gosh, who was writing Hulk in this film? He's not anything like the Hulk we've seen before. Or Falcon doesn't sound at all like Falcon normally should. So I think that consistency and having that real check and balance and the fact that the Russo brothers were the ones that put Black Panther, incorporated him into Civil War, they already know how to handle him. And in terms of making him be a standout and making, you know, just that tease from Civil War with those characters like, oh, I want to see more of these guys. I don't think they're going to drop the ball. And with Wakanda looking like it's going to be the pivotal action sequence in Infinity War, I don't think they're going to drop the ball in terms of making that just as important and keeping that level of consistency that we saw in Black Panther. 
Gunner, what do you think? Oh, I don't mind seeing the whole characters. I think it's going to be consistent. I mean, that's the whole point. I mean, that's the whole that's the whole reason why we all have like chills when we see that entire Black Panther. Excuse me, that entire Avengers: Infinity War trailer, right? Like, it's just like, whoa, hold on. We haven't even seen Black Panther yet. We see this cat in it. All right, cool. He's calling. He looks like he's calling some shots. That's what's up. Then you know that whole that little in slow mo sequence there with the then the logo pops up. I mean, you're like, uh, you're in for an Avengers movie, along with, you know, finally what everything is building up for, along with our newly found Black Panther characters that we are so in love with right now this weekend, right? So, I, I don't have a problem seeing this man. I can't wait to actually see how they do it um, and put them all together. I mean, are they going to do like the comic books where Black Panther is kind of like owning Tony Stark? <laughs> because you know he's going to be the arrogant Tony Stark and you know, Chala's going to be like, oh, uh, yeah, anyways. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the third world idea is now done. It's like, I literally right. am the leader of the most technologically advanced society. Like, shut up, Tony Stark. You know nothing. <laughs> exactly. Well, we have not seen Tony Stark in these trailers with the Wakanda Avengers force. Right. So I'm not sure. And we didn't see Spider-Man yeah, right. or Doctor Strange. Right. I think they're going to be fighting Thanos while the Wakanda force fights Thanos' warriors. Now, I have nothing to back that on outside of what we've seen in the trailer. But that's what I'm kind of thinking is going to happen. And I think the Guardians and Thor are probably going to join that team fighting Thanos. But, yeah, it's kind of like like how with the Guardians. How, like, you know, it's funny because before Black Panther, it was, we're going to have all the Avengers. We're going to have Doctor Strange. We're going to have the Guardians all coming together to fight Thanos. Now I'm like, we're going to have all those guys and Wakanda fighting against him. It is it's this excitement of seeing uh, Okoye, Shuri, the Jabari tribe. It's like, yo, there's going to be so much to this movie that I'm like, wow. I know Infinity War is going to be a great movie, but I'm curious now if it's going to be a better movie than Black Panther. What do y'all think? Hey, it's Avengers, man. I mean, yes. I hate to say it, but yes. I don't know if we'll have the uh, 225, what are we at? $235 million weekend. But I think that could. I think it could. I think this is like the only film that could. Let me stop. That's why I was like, let me stop, actually. I'm like, "Mm," you know, considering all the buildup, everything that happened, and now Black Panther, everybody's like, yo, Black Panther most likely grabs a few million more fans to say, hey, I'm about to watch mm-hmm. uh, Infinity War, see what they do with this. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, some, some, of these folks are gonna check out, some of these folks are going to check out uh, Civil War on Netflix. Then they might check out Doctor Strange and then be like, no, I'm, I am ready for this. They're bringing a, we're going back to Wakanda in the Civil War? I mean, uh, this Infinity War? Yeah, I'll do that. Alright, Javon? Oh, yeah, you, you. You've been out on a power surge for a bit, but what do you think about Avengers Infinity War? Do you think that it's going to do even more because of this Black Panther excitement? Or you think people are already excited about Infinity War or what? No. Here's my take. The, the, The Black Panther thing is unique because of everything surrounding it. It's a different world. These are different characters than what we've been uh, uh, introduced to out of the Marvel Universe. For a lot of us, 
this is brand new. A lot of us had no idea that the Black Panther character even existed, right? You've seen how many movies with Iron Man, Spider-Man, uh, 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 Captain America, Hulk, you, Thor. You've seen these characters for the better part of 10 years now. And with Hulk, he was, well, Hulk had, what, two movies prior to Avengers? So we're very familiar with these characters. And to add even more malaise to it, I, I, I just can't imagine everybody's as keyed up about the, event, the, new, the, the new Avengers movie as they are about Black Panther. Because, like I said, we're familiar with this story. It's now it's running to the point of, okay, I just don't care anymore get it over with, let this be the last one. People will still come out to see it, but it's not going to do Black Panther numbers. I don't think anything other than maybe Deadpool, because once again, that was a different, it's introducing yourself or introducing the audience rather to different story, different characters. And I think people are going to be pumped up to see if you, you like Josh Brolin or you looked at the trailers, you looked at the, 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 the posters, you see cable, you're like, Oh, man, you guy looks like a badass. I want to see what that's about. A poster or a trailer with more Hulk, more Iron Man, more uh, Captain America, more Thor. It's like, all right, I've seen this already, and I've seen this now three times. I love your so. point of view because you're so way off base from where I'm coming from. I think everybody okay. is super hyped, and I love that you were like, I'm tired of these movies. Because I'm like, man, Black Panther just just made all this super money. And, you mm-hmm. know, some of those people were excited from seeing him in Civil War. So some of those were. people were already that, that group of people who were excited about these Marvel films, seeing that they keep retaining their level of consistency. I'm sure that it was like that snowball thing. People who saw Thor Ragnarok were like, man, OK, Black Panther, what's going on with that? I think these next these this latest swing of Marvel films may be their best three yet. So we've had Ragnarok, which was great. We had Black Panther, which was epic, a masterpiece, whatever adjective you want to use for it. And Infinity War, I think this is going to be, we're going to look back and see that this was the apex of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. These are going to be the three films that we look back on and say, man, this was when this universe was at its absolute best. Now, whatever happens after is going to be whatever, but this is going to be the point, the high point where no other trilogy, right no now. three films are going to be able to touch it. All right, Jace, what do you think? I, I'd say you're talking next four movies because it's Civil War, Civil War, Black Panther, uh, the two, in, uh, two uh, Avengers. Like, I'm, I'm actually wondering how that's going to translate for like Wasp and uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Like, are they just going to get kind of like, are they going to look like they're really disappointing numbers for like doing 120 million? And then they're like, Oh, guess, guess everybody's tired of Avengers when it's like, no, that's a whole mm-hmm. lot of money. But it's just because one, like you said, one was a built up, pent up, like, yes, I need to see this versus, Oh, that's a fun movie. I can watch in the summertime. That's like, I mean, it'll make some good summer blockbuster money, but it's not going to be just this, awesomeness that is Black Panther and the awesomeness that is going to be Infinity Wars. So mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think it's going to work. Anyone's going to get tired of them, but I think your built-in audience is there. You're going to bring in a couple extra million probably people to come with it, but 
you're, I don't think you're, you're getting to that fatigue point at all. We're not like Star Wars yeah. the movies we talked about last I just want to say one thing real quick. I'm sorry, Jace. Like you just said, Black Panther is now a phenomenon. I think it's safe to say that, right? Mm-hmm. Every kid by hockey. Oh, yeah. White kids, Spanish kids, Asian kids, Indian kids by October are going to want their Black Panther costume, right? You're not going to have that with Infinity War. You're still going to have your built-in audience. I just don't see it doing these kind of numbers. I don't see it being as big as what Black Panther is. I really don't see any movie coming out this year, maybe the next two, three, maybe, that is going to be as big as this. I just don't see that. I don't think I don't see it in four years. It's like... What about Captain Marvel? So Marvel Studios hasn't had his Wonder Woman moment yet. When we saw... Warner Brothers was a little bit timid with their promotion for Wonder Woman. It was kind of like, well, we've got this movie with Wonder Woman. We know you guys don't really like our movies, but here's Wonder Woman, and everybody knows her. And Gal Gadot's, you know, everybody seems to like her. Maybe you guys would be interested in the movie. When you saw what Marvel did with Black Panther, it was like, no, here's Black Panther. You better go see this movie. It's hype. It's good. You're going to want to see it. It's going to be a moment. It's defining. It's a game changer. Everybody should go see Black Panther. You couldn't get away from Black Panther, whether you were on the bus, whether you were watching TV, or you were picking up a comic book, whether you were just walking in a mall. You saw Black Panther. Warner Brothers didn't do that with Wonder Woman. But Marvel is absolutely going to do the same approach that they took with Black Panther for what for Captain Marvel. They're going to be like, oh, you don't know Captain Marvel? She's this bad tale superhero and she's been in outer space and she may be the most powerful Avenger of them all. Hey, there's Captain Marvel. You know what she looks like? Yeah, this is Captain Marvel. You're going to get that same thing. So, Gunnar, what do you think about the Captain Marvel effect with the Exactly. Marvel? I was like, we, I was literally about to be like, look. They didn't even, they had, like, just like you just said, they have but did a, you know, advertisement for Wonder Woman. It was already hyped up. Everybody was like, yo, Wonder Woman's coming out. We're going to watch this. Gal Gadot, cool, done. Man, that movie did crazy numbers for DC to the point where they probably got more people to watch Justice League than what was going, who were going to watch Justice League in the first place, right? And then they hyped up the heck out of Justice League. So, and considering Marvel has a better marketing machine, let's just be clear about that. Um, I'm pretty sure Captain Marvel and how they're going to fit her in. Man, listen, there's so many stories you can do with Captain Marvel with the Avengers. It's like crazy. So, yeah, uh, next couple years, you're going to see this kind of hype again with that one because women are going to come out in droves. Uh, droves, like I'm talking million women march, you know, vagina-looking hats coming through to see the movie, huh? I'm telling you, it's going to be nuts. It's going to be nuts. So, Avengers, Infinity Wars, I don't see them having a drop, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was a drop from Black Panther. However, whatever they, and yeah, Jason, you were absolutely correct. Ant-Man and Wasp are in like this weird period of time where it's like, ooh, they're going to see a, they're going to see a clear drop on that one. I can just, I already predict that one. But then they'll redeem themselves with Captain Marvel big time. <laughs> Y'all think so? Yeah, I just think I think I think with Captain Marvel, it may end up like and y'all, he, let me be the unpopular opinion guy. This may end up being like Electra, dude. No, nah, no, nah. no chance. Like no chance. So like, we're saying that now. We're saying that now. I, who who knows? I know because you're the, the box people, office the girl. May not respond. People may not respond. Let they me tell you. Let me, let me tell you why. So. One of the 
smart factors that Marvel is kind of already starting to make sure that people are getting that early awareness on is they cast Wanda Wise, and she's the star of the Netflix. She's got to have it. And she is, they haven't announced her role, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be Monica Rambeau, who was another Captain Marvel in the Marvel Comics universe. The important thing about her, she's the one female black Avenger. And if they're introducing her in Captain Marvel, you can better believe that all of the black female nerds who went out oh, no, that, to Black Panther are going to see that. You don't even need to, to say her. no more. I didn't even know that. I thought they were going to cast somebody like, uh, I don't know, uh, what's her name? Jennifer Hathaway or whatever her name is. Anne Hathaway. You didn't say there was going to be a sister. Never uh, mind. Yeah. I, I reneged that statement. Okay. I reneged that statement totally. Yeah, because I think that's going to I mean, I think that's going to have a lot of interest. And Kevin Feige mentioned her by name indicates to me that she's going to have a big role. And I imagine that she's going to be a big player going forward in the MCU, because all those original guys, the Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Hemsworth, their contracts are up after Avengers 4 or only have one or two more films left. And we got to introduce this new generation. And and they they saw how well it worked with Civil War with Black Panther. We introduced the character we want to spotlight in the solo film later. We put him in this group film and let him take off. And they're gonna. I'm pretty sure we're gonna see Captain Marvel show up in this first chapter in Infinity War before her solo film. And then when her solo film comes out, people are gonna be like, "Oh, I want to see this." And then you introduce Captain. You introduce Monica Rambeau. Then we when we see her later, it's like, oh, I want to see her movie too. So I think they've got the swarm. Okay, so, so they're gonna do they're gonna do because I know they already got Brie Larson as Carol Danvers, right? Yeah. But oh, I didn't even know Dewan. Dewan Wise is a Maryland native, by the way. Ooh. But uh, I mean, I had no idea. Okay, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Is is I I this, when they were talking about the version of how they're gonna do the solo version for. Captain Marvel's movie, like they said, it was like going to be based in the past. Like, I'm wondering if that will be comp, like how everyone talks about anytime there's some time jumping, it, it's like, oh, it's complicated. Or if they could flow as seamlessly as they did for Wonder Woman, like, hey, here is this story that was 40 years, I mean, like 50, 70 years ago. Like, that's it. There's no time jumping. This is a story, and then you'll come back and get like, if they do it perfectly, like that, it'll, 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 keep everybody's attention, but they do it like kind of some heroes time jumping stuff. That I mean that'll sink the movie like word of mouth like it's too complicated to follow. So it might not have that built in on I mean it might the word of mouth might kill that if they do something like that. Alright, so here's another theory I got for you right now. So this movie's set in the nineties. The nineties. Now, since y'all have seen Black Panther, you already know in nineteen ninety two we see T'Chaka the Black Panther. I'm wondering if maybe T'Chaka shows back up as the 90s Black Panther and works alongside Carol Danvers as she first becomes Captain Marvel. We already know Samuel Jackson is going to be in there, so Nick Fury is going to show up. And with Monica Rambeau likely in the movie as well, Marvel may be going, you know who hasn't had a lot of movies where their faces have been represented? Female superheroes, women, and Black people. So. If they start packing a lot more black, I mean, we already know Samuel Jackson and, and DeWanda Wise are there, so that's two. Right. But if they tap into this popularity of Black Panther and show old school 90s version of Black Panther in there, then all those people who love Black Panther 
will be a lot more interested and invested in seeing Captain Marvel if they weren't already. And then they can just pack in this Captain Marvel, Black Panther, establish that bond and relationship. So when she comes into the present day and she sees another Black Panther, it's like, oh, I know you. I work with, oh, that's not you. Okay, that's your daddy. Great. Okay. And then Captain Marvel and Black Panther are the two leaders of the new generation Avengers, like Captain America and Iron Man. What do you think? Uh, I thought I read a rumor that there was going to be somebody from Black Panther in um, Captain Marvel. So that would go with your theory. I don't know who it is, though, obviously. But, hey, that would go with your theory, and that works for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe Sterling K. Brown comes in or something. Who knows? It'd be like, yeah. It work too. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> I, I love that there's so many possibilities with the MCU and so far you can fan theory all you want. And they always manage to, to, if not meet your expectations, deliver in a different way. And it's like, Hey, that works too. Like, I don't feel like they've dropped the ball with something where it's like, Oh gosh, you guys really screwed that one up. The only time is probably killing Quicksilver spoiler, but I know. Yeah. Iron Man three. Yeah. Yeah. Iron Man three was terrible. That's true. That's that's absolutely true. I take that back. That was one blemish, but I'll give them one strike in eighteen films, and I'll still give them a high high mark. They're still in the in the high nineties for me. Okay. And they need to do and they need to do War Machine a little better, man. I mean, speaking of Iron Man three, come on, that was it made him like <laughs> he couldn't even do all that. Uh, anyway, man, Rhodey was way better than Iron, Iron Man in that movie to me. I mean, both of them, the whole movie was kind of whack, but they keep doing um, Rhodey Dirt, man. And then now he got shot down in Civil War and he had to figure out how to walk again on his mess. I mean, we see him in the in the, in the preview for, uh, or the trailer for uh, Infinity Wars, but still, man, I, I hope they do him better, man, because they've been doing him dirt. <laughs> they've been doing him dirt, man. Well, you know... I'm thinking when they transition to this new team of Avengers, they've got to keep some of the old guard around. I don't know what Don Cheadle's contract is, so maybe he's another one that stays on to help usher in this new team, whether as War Machine or as like the technical advisor for the squad. I bet he will have some sort of connection with Carol Danvers, too. So seeing as how they're both in the Air Force, so, you know, and then maybe play off the comic book where they actually had a relationship. Lots of possibilities with that, so... I know. Well, you know, yeah. House of Lies is gone, so hopefully not. Cheeto got a contract these days. Yeah, yeah. So I was gonna say he would, he would in theory have some air, probably been in the Air Force in the nineties, so that's not out of the question either. Yeah, yeah. That that's that's all the Black Panther stuff because I'm sure we'll have much more to talk about next week as they continue to set records. It's already the number twenty-five highest-grossing comic book movie domestically of all time. I'm pretty sure by you know two weeks from now it's going to be in that top five. So yeah, lots lots of excitement with that. But let's move on here. So I have been super addicted to the Olympics. I've been watching every day in the afternoon and the night till one o'clock is ridiculous. I'm all in with Olympic fever, and I'm loving that the U.S. is not winning everything. So the commentators actually have to focus on the stories as opposed to USA rocks. We're so awesome. Who else is watching the Olympics and have you caught up and stayed into it as much as I have? Jace, how about you? And if, if, if all you have to say is they're jumping and they're skis, I'm in. I, 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 any, anything, the, uh, big air, I was watching big air, I think last night, 
uh, slalom. I mean, it's just any, anything with jumping and snowboarding, I, I've been all in. Uh, I haven't. When it comes to the ice dancing and stuff, I kind of tone out and go to something else. But most of it, I'm, I'm being big, like, hey, like, give me the biathlon, skiing and shooting. It's a fun time. So I, it, it, it has been fun. And, you know, hey, uh, what are this? I'm, I'm still trying to figure out why the NBC lead commentator is a British woman when we're supposed to be yay pro-America. But besides that, it's, been actually, it's actually been a source of entertainment for me. Uh, and and some of the guys when they're doing doing the stories is always fun. So this is always a good two weeks of inter, easy entertainment. That you know just actually got. I, I'm actually I'm, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. I'm actually surprised the Olympics didn't impact Black Panther's bottom line because like I know we said uh, for gosh was the Age of Ultron like how that got ate up a lot by that many the Pacquiao versus uh, Mayweather fight. The Olympics, it looked like the Winter Olympics had no bearing on Black Panther. That's another little side fact. People can go to the Olympics. I mean, they can go to the theater around whatever Olympic show or event they want to watch. They can DVR it or whatever. The fight was a watch it right this moment or people are going to ruin it for you. And you want to be in this exact moment watching this fight. And it's the biggest fight of the century. With the Olympics, ah, I can watch it later. I mean, the tape delay with everything else anyway. I'll go to the early screen of Black Panther. But yeah, no, 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 no danger. And I think Black Panther was much more of a you need to be a part of this event moment than the Olympics event. Gunner, you been watching, man? Sorry, I had to wake up there while you you were talking about the Winter Olympics. <laughs> Freaking bored. I hate that mess. And I, every year, I mean, I like the opening ceremony because it's always like super cool and they do crazy stuff and it's like very colorful. But then when you get down to everything else, everything is so like. It's just boring to me, man. I mean, I need martial arts. I need my track. I need stuff. I need real Olympics, man. So you're a summer Olympics. I don't even know what words you're saying right now. I literally do not know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, the what hell? I I did like that shoot. I remember one year, I think when I was like a kid, I watched like the point and shoot joint and you ski and shoot. I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, that's a buy I'd love to do that, and then like I ended up doing that like on the range for real, like paintballing in warm weather. Like that's the same thing to me. So I'm like, cool. Other than that, I'm not in jumping, ski jumping. You're not feeling the cross like, country all day. Listen, if I'm hoping that you will fall and or break something, I probably shouldn't watch the sport. Like that's that's just evil. I don't want to put that karma out there, man. So I'm good. Well, I mean, the thing is, there's always at risk. And, and with the speed skating, these dudes always wipe out like they're NASCAR. And there have been so many slalom runs in, in the big air where these dudes have been wiping out. It's been crazy because it's like, well, there's always that slight chance that something could happen. And when it does happen, it's like, whoa, man, look at that. So I like oh, yeah, that sense of the risk and then them pulling it off because I know if I was out there, I would be tumbling over in a long cast trying to move after trying anything that they do. So it's incredible watching them. We wouldn't even let you out there. We wouldn't no. let you out there. Yeah. We'd be like, uh, you, that's crazy. What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, a friend of ours was saying that, you know, the pipes are so are like so much taller now than they were when, when um, you know, like snowboarding and the, the half pipe thing was like started. But I'm like, that speaks to something. Like they added X games. I think we talked about this, you know, uh, offline. Uh, we all did, I think, um, that they added the X Games type stuff to the Winter Olympics. And I'm like, yeah, they needed something because 
that stuff was boring. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah. even that now, I'm kind of like. All right, Javon, what are you thinking, man? Um, I'm all gonna. Um, no, man, you, Jason, you taught me something because I've been calling it ski gun. I did not know it was called the biathlon. I do like that. And I watch curling because it's sweeping and you get medals for it. Um, other than that, <laughs> I watch the Summer Olympics because the Summer Olympics is pretty cool, man. Oh, well, no. Who and I there watch the, what do you call that, the super speed skaters? Yeah. Um, they got the one sister. That was a great story. She was like a rollerblader, inline skating legend who's really only been on the ice for like 15 days or something like that. And she gets to go to the Olympics. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and then the brother that got mad because they wouldn't let him carry the torch out, which I was like, dude, get over yourself. I, I dig it. It's Black History Month. But Black Panther's out. Come on, stop. You know, you, you, maybe next year when they do the, the Winter Olympics. Every four um, years. You guys really don't know anything. It's, it's hey, still every four years. He's uh, bringing a flag out. There's only one dude that they do the summer Olympics like every summer, don't they? Like every other summer, right? Like, do every three and a half? Okay. <laughs> it's every four. I know it's every four. <laughs> I just, I don't care whether it's Nagano. You know what's Winter Olympics I was right. really into? When Tanya Harding sent their goons to go bashing, uh, what's her name's uh, kneecap open. Why? That's that what I was Olympics. Wait a minute. I was like, ooh, I'm going to watch this. I'm going to watch this. This is drama. I'm going to watch that. <laughs> the funny thing is now we're in the rehabilitate uh, Tanya Harding era. Like, I remember when that story came out. It was like she was the biggest villain in Olympic history. Now it's like she the I am Tanya. Let's re- rehabilitate Tanya Harding. It's like, man, you, you live long enough. You can't actually get, If you're a villain, you can actually get rehabilitated. Like, oh, yeah. If you're a good guy, you will be torn down. But you're a villain, don't worry. We'll, we'll, we'll soften you up soon enough. Jason, there, O.J. Simpson's sympathist now. So, yeah, you're right. Let's move on with that one. I know we have our dumb TV celebrity of the week deal, but I, I kind of feel like I need to just lead off. And I'm trying to see if you guys can come up with a better one that can top my choice with the one and only Fergie. What was she doing? <laughs> I mean, dude, she tried yeah. to pull a Jessica Rabbit doing the national anthem, and every, I mean, they couldn't even they couldn't pants it one player who was taking her seriously by the end of it, and and it was so bad that Fergie wow. had to actually come out and apologize. She said, "I've always been honored and proud to perform the national anthem, and last night I wanted to try something special for the NBA." I'm a risk taker artistically, but clearly this rendition didn't strike the intended tone. I love this country and honestly tried my best. Didn't strike the intended tone or key. <laughs> 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 it was about to her. <laughs> I was like, what is this? I didn't even watch the finals, man. I've been on. I've been reading nothing but Black Panther, dealing with you know. Oh no! Power, you, you, know owe, you owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to go on Twitter and hear that. I saw it. Oh, no, I saw that part. I was like, oh, good God. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, the brain. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. All right. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Zippity-boop-bop-pow. My favorite part was her looking satisfaction after she finished, like, yes, I just did yeah, that. Man. And she was yeah, all set to look at her phone and saw Fergie trending, like, oh, I can't wait to see how great people thought I was. And it was like, oh, 
Oh. <laughs> My favorite is like, if people thought taking a knee was offensive, what do they think of Fergie? I love those. That was great. That oh, great. all the Kaepernick knees? Yo, I saw a meme that <laughs> Colin Kaepernick <laughs> probably wanted to stand up and go stop disrespecting <laughs> the flag. Mm. Oh. I was like, yo, that's <laughs> just cool enough. I, I, I appreciate risk takers, but sometimes you got to get like feedback from one of your friends. But like, should I do this in front of? No, do not do that. No, just, just keep that close <laughs> to the vest. Marvin Gaye in the 80, in the 83 or 84 uh, All-Star Game moment where I'm going to revolutionize how the anthem is sung. And you came out there and you did that. It sounded like somebody throwing cats around by their tail. Man, that was terrible. <laughs> And she should be ashamed of herself. Wow. I'm not trying to be so... Well, for real, she should be ashamed. You can't sing. Expect the truth like that. Dude, look, we, you can't sing. We know it. We just entertain you because of the group. And, you know, your song, the, the, the Black Eyed Peas, come on, that's good. It's not, nobody's expecting y'all to come out there five-part harmony. And, and nobody's expecting Fergie to blow them away vocally. So she should have just not even tried it. If you want me to come out here paramime, how come every time I come around that anthem, 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 say America? She should have did that. She should have did that. Do the London (laughs) Bridge version. It would have been terrible, but it wouldn't have been that. (laughs) That was terrible. Uh, London London Bridge anthem actually would have been hilarious, actually. London Bridge remix. So basically, we're saying she needs to go back into witness protection, aka the black eyed peas. Yeah, uh, she yeah. should try that doing that stuff for the Christmas album. Leave that there. Leave that kind of stuff. Do that. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can do that Nat King Cole wannabe stuff with Christmas albums. Do that. Mm. Wow. Okay, so that was my choice, fellas. Did you have any other nominees? I ain't watch the TV, man. I've been on this Black Panther okay. right now, man. Me too. But I will still say, if I'm go recalling correctly, William still can carry over another week of how stupid he is on air. <laughs> I hate that character. I need him to die. He should have died on the island last last year, last season. Goodness. He is the dumbest character ever. Beautiful. Javon, you got any nominations, man? Yeah. I got I got two. Love um, Let's hear. One is the Fox News uh, Lady Hamface. Laura, let's not use her last name, give her any more. Laura Hamface, whatever, Laura Bacon Chops. Um, That whole tired narrative about athletes shouldn't comment about sports, shouldn't comment about anything but sports. Look, they got an opinion just like you got an opinion. Just the same way she has an opinion about whatever it is she has an opinion on outside of politics in her arena. It's the same for anyone else in the world. I don't have to just stick to managing federal program budgets because that's what I do for a living. I, I live in the world. I have an opinion. And the same thing goes for LeBron James or any athlete that opines on any subject. They're a member of the society. They have an opinion, too, and we shouldn't try to cheapen them because we don't like the way they talk or we don't like the subject matter that they talk on. It's life. Get over yourself. Uh, second... I noticed that during the Olympics, what we have watched, the pronunciation that we're using for is is uh, for the whole city is Pyeongchang, 
and it's it's an Americanized pronunciation of Pyeongchang. That's how it should be said. Now I'm not nitpicking that, but out of respect for the host, maybe we should be saying Pyeongchang during our Listen, broadcast. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. You know why? Okay. We should put in effort to say the proper names of other countries and other things, other people's names for goodness sake. Yeah. If you can pronounce Denarius Stormborn after that spelling, then you should be able to pronounce Pyongyang. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you say the British Charles Ferguson, you can say Pyongyang. I'm not even going to limit it to white Americans, man. I'm not going to limit it to white Americans. We all do. All it's Americans. all of us. It's all of us. We, we, ain't gonna, we don't want to pronounce your name. It's too hard. It's too hard. <laughs> We're just going to call you something that should be on a time menu. Pyongyang. No, it's Pyongyang. Hey. Say it right. Hey, I mean, hey, remember Nikki Haley's name is, we call her Nikki Haley because we, she chooses not to tell us her, her, her real name, which we should be forced to say, hey, what's your real name? Like, Bobby Jindal is not Bobby Jindal. It's, what is your name? I will, I need to learn it. It is your name. Roger Shonda. Nimarita, yeah, Nimarita Haley or whatever actually her, I forgot her main yeah. name, but she's married. So whatever. Nimarita needs to be called Nimarita, but she wants to be Nikki. I mean... Let her be Nikki, I guess. I don't know. But, you know, as much as I want to do the mama, mama called him Clay. I'm going to say, I'm going to call him Clay. I guess that's what she wants to be called. But, you know, yeah. we can talk about colonialism another time. I need to do that on another podcast. But. For another podcast. That, I think that's everything we got on this one. I can't wait to see what, what goes down with Black Panther next next week with this box office tally. I can't wait to see what kind of crazy celebrity stuff we get next week. And, yeah, I can't wait to hear what y'all have to say about everything that's going down. This episode of Lyle's Movie Files has been filed. I don't know about you, but I kind of like Ski Gun. Maybe they can make that the new name for the biathlon for the mainstream folks who have no idea about these events. Let me know what you think of, of some Olympic events that should be renamed. You can hit me up on Twitter and let me know. So I, I mentioned a, a giveaway. I'm doing one for folks in the DMV. That's District Maryland and Virginia. For Bruce Willis's latest film, Death Wish, the remake of the Charles Bronson series. And maybe if this one takes off, it'll be a franchise too. Uh, you can check out that giveaway. I'm going to post it on Friday afternoon. So be on the lookout for that. A uh, special shout out to Mary O'Grady, who listens to Lyle's Movie Files on SoundCloud. You can listen to us there. You can listen to us on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Play, etc. So if you're out there and you're liking the show, I really appreciate it. Let me know. Hit me up on Twitter. Post a comment on the site. I'm down for anything positive you want to say about this site and let us know what you want to talk about because we're always searching for new topics in addition to the normal news that goes on during the course of the week so if you got something you want to hear us talk about and break down let us know and so that's everything for me on this episode hope you've had a good one and i'll talk to you next week take care